as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. to the show dj Raquel rockstar how are you <laughs> i'm good <laughs> all righty we're just we're just like hey <laughs> Raquel wanted back on and she's like let's talk about one cool band i was like yeah we're doing a bunch of music history bands so let's what's your favorite metal band right now it's like by finger death punch was the first one out of the hat and she's like okay cool <laughs> yeah that's been my go-to band since 2013 Sweet. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was almost done with college. So, yeah, that, that would make sense to me to how they were rising up for the ranks in more radio play and did some cool research to prep for this. I had no idea that they were they were one of many bands, along with Queens of the Stone Age, Limp Bizkit, Korn, Killswitch Engage and Hoopa Stank and Incubus, who w- were inspired by Mike Patton of Faith No More fame. It was like that alternative metal band. Nice. I didn't know that either. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wikipedia helps, but yeah, this was from a few different articles. But yeah, it's it's so wild how it's like that he's like the first one out of the hat that he they and Hoopa Stink cited is like yeah, and Patton was already outspoken, sometimes mocking critic of mainstream music and champion for non-mainstream music that had fallen for the cracks. So it's like that makes sense to me. He gave them their voice and their inspiration but yeah no nice. that's good to know <laughs> totally so these guys have been around with so many other bands like upo and yeah definitely by 06 i was hearing more and more of their material being played so that makes sense to me because by 09 you know i was i could not hear them <laughs> yeah i had a actually it was a friend that was in the military that introduced me to them and we really him gym partners and since obviously death punch does a lot with for military mm-hmm. or like a lot of their music and videos and stuff like that um Doing he's a the one that bad company helped i guess so yeah uh battleborn and stuff to remake stuff but, uh, get people's attention and then have it playing back to back with your newest hits i mean it's <laughs> right yeah um yeah, so that's what we would listen to when we got, we would go to the gym, and they just kind of stayed on my gym playlist. And and nice. then they were my go-to band, like, when I was, like, having a bad day or right. the bleeding was my breakup song. And <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, Ivan Moody was the one of the main songwriters and singers. He's also known as Ghost, and he had like written for stuff like Moto Grader and Moto Ghost Grader. Machine. Yeah. And Zoltan Bethany is the main guitar, and he's kind of a big deal with just even the martial arts scene. He knows jujitsu and judo. He's a right. black belt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that sounds about right. Yeah, just mid 2000s and then 2010s they're especially big they're being played everywhere and yeah it's either you love them or hate them and i know they have like a lot of haters and there's a lot of people that don't like them but then there's a lot of knuckleheads and yeah they have a a big fan base to mention them at first in certain places but yeah i just (laughs) I, i think by uh uh, well, by the time they got to Battleborn and even just Wrong Side of Heaven, it's like, okay, so they're finally finding their voice, I feel. They're not just being very loud and hard to distinguish from plenty of other bands. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I really feel like since he's gone sober that the music is, um, I don't know, It's a, it's got a different vibe and... and I think he's doing better now as a sober artist than before. Um, oh, is that what it was? One of them had to give up the bottle? Uh, several of them are sober, but uh, I think, not I think, as far as like Ivan Moody or whatever, I just feel, I just see here the progress since he's been sober. And now when he's in the studio, he's really, you know what I mean? Like he's really focused and not That's just, cool. you know. Yeah, and I wasn't surprised to see what their inspirations were, Pantera and Iron Maiden and Wasp, among many. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ivan really still, uh, he's all, he still really cares or cares for uh, Vinnie Paul uh, a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... What do you like about the persona other than that they just put on a big ass show? <laughs> what do I like about the persona? Yeah, the various what, personas the most. <laughs> uh what I can appreciate is how he can turn like pain into art and the songs that he writes is stuff he's been through. And I think mm-hmm. that's the beauty of music is you know, when someone can create something out of usually a painful you know situation or emotions bad emotions you know what i mean absolutely and And just to see them like progress and that they're still you know they're still doing really good they're actually in the studio right now on their what is it ninth it has to be. They've been doing it so long. I would not be surprised if they're already to number nine because it seemed like yeah. they would come out with the volume one, volume two. Because <laughs> the last one was F8. And mm. so, yeah, okay. he's in the studio. They're in the studio right now. So that would be nine. Right. And Jeremy Spencer, I know, was kind of getting a lot of attention from metal magazines. And he's currently the front man for Psycho Center for his own band. So he had to give that up. They actually did incorporate um, Daryl Roberts from Wasp in there briefly. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And now they have, uh, what's his name? The new guitarist? New guitarist. Uh, Andy James. Right, Andy James. He's pretty good. 
I like and him. Couldn't find anything on what he had done before, but hey, they trusted him, so he's it's on there. Yeah. Um, and so what was your main intro to metal since Ooh, you know, and to metal? metal. <laughs> yeah. Probably like Motley Crue was probably my first like band that I guess I decided as a kid, like I was into that kind of music. Okay, sweet. And I had a like my closest uncle, like closest to my age or whatever. That's what he was listening to. And Mm -hmm. I kind of looked up to him because I really didn't have any siblings to look up to. And I'm assuming that was one of his favorite bands because he was always playing Motley Crue. Then when I started watching the videos, then I really liked them because I was looking at the hot chicks thinking, oh, I want to look like that. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is history. There you go. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, <laughs> so where do these guys kind of rank for metal bands? Like just good modern day, if or would you argue that they somewhere are going to be in like top 100, like maybe 10 years from now? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know if they plan to be around that much longer as far as like, I know... Um, Because honestly, I'm kind (laughs) of, even though if I should put this on the interview, I've met Ivan and I can say we're friends, but I don't talk to him all the time. But the few times that we have talked about the music, he's getting, you know, I shouldn't even put this out there. Like, um, he's pretty satisfied with the music that he already has out. So I don't know if he even wants to or needs to be out another 10 years is probably the safest way for me to put it out there. Well, no, that's fine, because, I mean, he's not criticizing anyone. He's just saying, hey, you know, I – he can rest – he can be out of the industry and have enough to be proud of, basically. Right, right. I mean, he just came out with the, the poetry book, The Dirty Poetry. Have you looked into that one? I actually am not familiar with that. That, that was more recent. <laughs> It just came out around, I want to say, well, I wanted it for Christmas, but I didn't get it for Christmas. So pre-holiday time. And it's just like, it's not dirty poetry. It's just probably like some wicked poetry, just stuff that he creates from his head. (laughs) So I'm interested in, I want it. Actually, I wanted it for Christmas. so. So he's doing stuff like that, too. Plus he has the Moody, what is it, the Moody medicinals company also now okay sweet (laughs) my dog just yawned (laughs) he's not too excited he's not amused by this (laughs) (laughs) cool cool um yeah i'm more or less i'm kind of just more intrigued by the best way to put this i think they're just They've been in here long enough. I think they're really just getting to the point where they're they're just happy to be involved with everybody and just, what can I say? Just putting on a show again and just doing whatever they feel like doing. But I, it just took a bit for me to kind of notice it's like, okay, they're evolving. They're not just doing covers of everything every, you know, five months. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they're on their ninth album now, so definitely more songs on there than just cover but there are some cover songs that i do like like the gone away gone away was pretty cool and yeah 
I mean, who would have thought, you know, they would be covering the offspring. I never figured it's 20 years. Yeah, it gave it a different sound. I mean, I love both versions of the song, but I think they did good on that one. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard, it's not a cover song, but it's uh, it's a very pretty song for like when someone passes away and it's on the F8 album and it's called Brighter, Su- Brighter Side of Grey. And that one was really written for his daughter for when he passes away. Oh, so that's uh, <laughs> actually my go-to song since I recently had someone pass away. It's a really pretty song. It's not like a, well, I wouldn't say it's not a sad song, but it, it's a, an uplifting song for that. It's occasion. a healing song. So much like using Nine Inch Nails to heal, you're using this song to heal. Okay. Sweet. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. Healing song. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, like my if I had to pick one song, it would it would be the bleeding because that song has got me through a lot I, of that workouts. Is I always have that. Really? In my head. Each time um, have you heard the acoustic version? Probably not. I, if it wasn't I, on the radio, I didn't hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that one lately now, but then again, I love acoustic music too it's not uncommon just after you've heard all the lyrics it's like no now i just need to hear the jam i don't need to hear yeah exactly (laughs) but uh yeah that's probably my favorite song and then if i'm having a bad day it's jekyll and hyde i think that one was on a playlist and i partially heard it but i didn't yeah i don't think it gets that's more of a aggressive song not aggressive (laughs) but like if i'm having a bad day song (laughs) <laughs> that one and under and over it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. So, uh, they already got I a bunch of know. singles within a short period, so I got to give them that credibility. You know? Exactly. I was going to ask you, in fact, um, because I recently uh, went sober, and prior to me becoming sober, have you heard the song? Um, I mean, it's not Death Punch, but Ivan is on there, Tommy Vex is on there. Nikki Six and it's called uh, and there's several other artists. Uh, maybe it's time. Uh, I think that de- I definitely heard that one because if it was recent slash or Nikki Six, yeah, I definitely heard it. Okay, yeah, um, and it's about sobriety as well. So uh, that's a really pretty song. Yeah, Ivan how, all, how cool that they could come together and they actually all had the same so, message. Well, yeah. theme. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they're all sober in the same message. So even before I became sober, like, you know, some of the words did kind of like hit home and made me think about some things. And so now that I listen to it, um, I don't know, you know, it's it's different thoughts now because now I'm sober as well. Yeah. And the more relatable, the better. Of course. Yeah. The beauty of music, (laughs) you know. Absolutely. Um. Are you also kind of so aside from just the relatable issues, what else about them do you think just stands out and others are going to relate to? Uh, Like I said, how some of the the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I really like how um, a lot of the songs are for the veterans um, or like, I don't know if you want to say dedicated to or whatever what's the word Con, uh tribute there you go for right. the veterans and stuff um 
even when I've seen them live and stuff like that, it's always about the veterans, and uh, I appreciate that. Totally. Not that I'm a veteran, but I know people that are. <laughs> totally agree. So, um, just other closing thoughts. Um, what would you like to see in their upcoming albums? I guess it's a good way. Oh, well, that's a good question. I don't know if I've thought about that. Um, <laughs> I definitely would like to see them just do some other collaborations with other big names. Even just, you know, I, I mentioned Slash earlier. That would be kill, killer if they... <laughs> Because or Miles Kennedy, Miles Kennedy's pretty big right now. They could definitely kill with him. They they would. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. They'd eviscerate the stage if they were all on that same podium. Right. Yeah. Velvet Revolver would have been cool. Foo Fighters, go for it. You know, and it's Nels down. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, whether they'd be on the same wavelength, that'd be good question but i think if they're sober and if they're as charismatic as they come across you know with those other bands i'm sure they'd get along <laughs> yeah <laughs> as long as the tour's not too long <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that would be another question yeah just a one night only deal or would it be yeah, a tour yeah, a tour might be a little much but yeah I don't know. are they still uh are they they take a break from tours during this chaotic covid theme time or are they still on it oh he's taking they've taken a break and like i said that's probably why he came out with the sorry dirty poetry you know writing books and writing music i'm sure he wrote a lot of music but um i think they are going back on tour this year but it's going to be the (laughs) not in the states it's not going to be in the states it's going to be like a european tour or something like that Uh one of those far away places <laughs> yeah the more you know. The more you i think the last time i actually seen them was pre-covid obviously or pre-pandemic and it was 20, 20 2019 or 2020 no 2019 because covid was 2020 was the last time i seen them nice <laughs> yeah Sweet. Uh, so if you've got anything else you would like to promote, let me know. Do I have anything to promote? Well, yeah. you can uh, watch out for my radio show, Rackstar mm-hmm. Radio, launches tomorrow night, Sweet. 10 p.m. Eastern. I'll be on there Friday, Saturday, Sunday on Rock Rage Radio. You can download that app or you can ask Alexa. <laughs> and it's online as well? And it's online, rockrage.com. Sweet. Okay. Well, this was a blast. I'll, I'll be able to play like some, you know, local talent and my favorites, and it'll be fun. Absolutely. Rock Rage Live on Twitter, guys. And yeah, rockrageradio.com. Please check them out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's always Anytime. fun, especially talk about music or <laughs> modeling who knows what's next <laughs> oh, i'll let you know, know how the show's going totally check in once in a while <laughs> for sure <laughs> well thank you for having me we'll return after these messages hey feeling down feeling low not enough podcasts about movies in your life why not try they must be destroyed on sight 
the new podcast cure-all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this one. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hey, everybody. I'm Corey, and I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Greetings, friends. My name is Dean Legero, and I'm the host of the 3324 Podcast. I invite you to join me and my lifelong friend Eric Kuber to come with us as we discuss the music and movies that shaped our life. Each week, we'll pick an album or film that we really connect to and not only give you some great info and trivia, but also discuss, debate, and celebrate what it means to us and the journey it took us on. We also look forward to hearing from you and giving us some of your picks for us to check out and discuss. I think it'll be a really fun experience, so come along with us for the ride. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider, and at 3324.buzzsprout.com. Thanks for your time, and welcome to the 3324 family. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit 
at eilfm.podbean.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.